I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym, and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at KindFarmsInc, all one word. That's K-I-N-D-P-H-A-R-M-S-I-N-C. And their website is KindFarmsInc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is RYAN10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today on An Actor Despairs, we have incredible actress Gia Sadu. I'm so excited to have her on the show. You've seen her in things like The Indian Detective, A Simple Favor, and we're here to talk about her new show, The Mysterious Benedict Society. She's so well-educated and has been trained immensely, and I'm so amazed at everything that she's been able to do academically, and she's just getting started, and we had so much fun. Gia, I got so much love for you. We're going to do a play together one day. Here it is. Gia Sandu, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How are you doing? Thanks. I'm doing really, really well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. It's, it's, it's awesome to have you on the show. You know, I, I, I love the work that you're doing, you know, and it, it, I just got the chance to watch the Mysterious Benedict Society prepping for this. And, you know, it's a really kind of quirky, cool Wes Anderson show. It's awesome to be a part of that. And, you know, I first discovered you in the Girlfriend Experience because I'm a, I'm a big Paul Sparks fan. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's awesome, all the work you're doing and all the training you've been able to do. I mean, two conservatories, you know, or one was at the film center and then the other was the Theater School of Canada, right? Yeah, that's right. The theater yeah. school was first and then and then the film center. But that's amazing. And, um, you know, I'm so excited to talk to you about everything that you've done and, and all that's to come because it's just getting started for you. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. So where did you grow up? I grew up mostly in Toronto um, and a little bit in India. Uh, my family is from India. Got it. And uh, so I, I went back there when I was about six and I was there for about a year and a half. Um, wow. and then came back, back to Toronto again. So mostly Toronto. Do you, do you remember that? Like that experience? Oh, yeah. going, oh wow. I just, I, I guess because of the stark contrast between what it is to grow up in North America versus a place like India, yeah. it was really jarring, um, initially going there and, and trying to settle and make friends and understand the system there. Yeah. I mean, it, just the education system is so different. I mean, being in kindergarten here where you're like hand painting and, um, you know, playing with colors and like doing fun stuff like that versus 
kindergarten in India where we're learning multiplication tables already. Oh, really? <laughs> Just by rote. That's yeah. why you guys are so much smarter than us. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I'm saying, but I know I'm doing yeah. two times two is four yeah. and continuing yeah. that repetition there. So it was, um, it was actually really difficult. The more difficult thing was actually coming back from India, back to, back to Canada. Losing your friends I, again, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I, it's a funny thing that happens when you're a kid. You just assimilate so quickly yeah. um, that you can kind of forget the previous chapter, even though yeah. I knew Canada, Canada was all I knew before I left. But then coming back, I felt like a complete foreigner all over again. And um, in India, for example, you know, all the kids go to school, you know, with oil in their hair, with their hair braided very, very neatly um, in a school uniform. And so really, really put together all the time versus coming back to Canada and my mom being like, oh, like, you know, why don't you wear, you know, something more colorful or playful? And me being like, no, I want my oil in my hair and yeah. my braids and I want oh. my socks coming over my over my leggings. And I was like a total nerd and like totally picked on and made fun of it. And I fought for it. And I just, I couldn't understand why. Oh man, it's, I'm so sorry, but I, I love that. That's so beautiful talk to me if if you don't mind me asking what did your parents do so my mom uh works for the city of toronto and my dad works for a publishing company um so but but interestingly both of them are actually very creative people but don't work in creative careers. okay so i was going to say so they're not <laughs> artists but he's kind of artist adjacent yeah, yeah yeah my dad um he, he was an english major and a huge lover of shakespeare and poetry and um so our our home growing up, we, we just had all these amazing books um, lying around that I could pick up at a, at a young age. And, and my mom also very creative, you know, she, she designed kids uh, fashion clothes in India for a little while. Um, Yeah. She had a, she had a sweet little fashion line and, um, and just, you know, very, um, uh, very into aesthetics, you know, she loves decor, loves, you know, um, putting, putting colors together and and furniture pieces together and all of that stuff. So definitely has, has a very creative flair and eye. That's so beautiful. So they are pretty much artists in in a lot of ways. I'm curious then, did they instill, you know, reading upon you? Like how did this art thing start to happen for you? Yeah. So I guess because my dad, um, was so focused on the literary arts when I was growing up, um, I had a natural inclination towards moving, um, in that direction and, and thought that that might be a big, um, a a good career choice for my, for me. And so I thought, I thought initially that I would become a writer or maybe a fictional writer or a poet or a journalist of some sort. And so, um, that was, that was kind of my, my motivation throughout school was to do really, really well in my English courses. And, and I did that. And so, um, acting, I suppose, kind of came around for me uh, later on in high school, where I just, I did really well in school, um, probably because of those early years. Yeah. In India. <laughs> um, you already knew algebra at seven. <laughs> yeah. So academia was, you know, was something that I fell into really, really easily. And I think acting I found to be challenging. It was something that I couldn't understand yeah. and cerebrally couldn't understand, no matter how much, you know, I, I came about it from an academic approach. Um, it was confusing to me and it was interesting to me. And I think that curiosity really um, spiraled me in in that direction. I think to to be curious is the best thing you can be as an actor. And I'm curious, you know, obviously you were doing a lot of reading, but did you have a lot of like good cinema experiences growing up? You know, so my, my parents, um, 
they they weren't into the independent cinema scene that I've grown to love so much. Yeah. Uh, we kind of watched all of, you know, the big um, blockbuster films when I was growing up. So, you know, there was there was the Disney, which I'm working for now, which is, yeah. you know, fun. And, and um, you know, the, the action films, the Spider-Mans and the Batmans and, and, and that world. And, and forgive me, because I really just don't know, is there a theater scene in Toronto? Yeah, there definitely is a theater scene here. Um, I mean, it's it's not like you know in New York or anything like that. But yeah. you know, we have some we have some great theater houses here, and and they do wonderful work. That's beautiful. So when you were in high school, you started at the drama program there in high school. Exactly, I started in the drama program there. And how, how soon along did you feel the bug? Like, oh, I I like this. It was, you know, I didn't necessarily know that I liked it. I, I, I guess there was one performance. We were, I had never even performed in a play in its entirety. We were doing scene studies and the rest of the school was invited to, to watch our scene studies. And I had this one little bit where, where I had to cry on stage and I was probably like 16 at the time. Yeah. And, and I remember afterwards the kids coming up and they were like, oh my God, how did you cry? How did you do that? And I was like, oh, this feels quite glorious. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was like, there was a bit of like, ooh, this is fun. I yeah. want to do more of this, whatever yeah. this is. So that was kind of the, the shift in high school. But um, even when I went on to theater school, to be honest, I, w- I wasn't sure. I went into that training program at the National Theater School and I, I went in going, I'm going to try this. I don't know what this really is. Was that a big concern see. for your parents? Like, you know, to, to not go to a, a proper college and, and to go right into a theater school or were they supportive of that? They were really, really supportive. Oh, really that's so supportive. beautiful. Yeah. I think my dad definitely was concerned, as any parent would be, you know, yeah. that especially, you know, being an Indian person and, and not seeing people that look like me on TV. Representation. People, yeah. yeah. So I think for him, it was, it was, he was a bit nervous about it. He definitely tried in, in subtle ways to tell me that I should have a backup plan. Um, but, but overall, overall, very, very supportive. Yeah. I, I'm curious, just because you do have, I, I imagine you have both passports for India then, or? India, Canada, and England, yeah, yeah. Wow, so were you ever thinking about, like, Bollywood? Was that ever on your mind, or or no? You know what, it's it's definitely come to my mind. I yeah. Think, I think for most Indian actors who grew, up, um, who grew up in North America or, you know, in Europe, I think you definitely do think, hey, there's not as much work here as there would be for me, you know, if I was yeah. somewhere where you know, the color of my skin wasn't a factor at all. Um, And so, yeah, that's definitely crossed my mind. And I think now the work that's coming out of India is probably more in line with with the type of stuff that I like to do. There's a great independent scene coming out of India. Yeah, it's amazing Um, stuff. Yeah, they're just like internationally, they're right on par with the rest of the world and they're doing incredible work there. That's so beautiful. So talk to me about your experience at theater school, because it can go one or two ways because you're so young and you're learning this thing, you know, and, and conservatory, they tend to make you or break you to make you. And how was your experience there? Exactly that. Exactly yeah. what you're describing. Yeah. It is the whole, you know, break a person down and then try to build them up to be, you know, the ultimate Shakespearean actor. Yeah. Um, and I think so. I definitely did go through that at, at a young age and the first two, so it's a, it was a three-year program, and the first two years were very much typical theater school, you know, elongating your vowels, trying to find your voice at the center, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. And we were, you know, rolling around, being babies and all that stuff. And I, I went, and I went, oh my God, 
gosh. I know. <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> yes. I think do... all of us go yeah. through that. We're just like, what is this? Yeah, Why are we doing this? Yeah, clowning and Commedia dell'arte. It's cool, yeah. but you know, it's not that yeah. cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All those, all those classes. Yeah. And I think for me, it was finally in the third year of, of theater school where, where we were being treated, quote unquote, like professional actors, not getting yeah. paid, of course, but <laughs> everything else was, was professional about and, it. And, and every year doing a show? Every year doing a show, but I mean, the first two years, you're really only performing in front of your peers. Got it. Um, the, the kids in the other, in the other years. Um, but third year, they were actually selling tickets. And, um, and you know, we were, we were do, our class did really, really well. And we, we, um, we did Cabaret. We did uh, a play called Lilium. We did another play called Women Be Were Women. Wow. And, um, and I think that was the year when I was finally being treated um, as a professional. And I think um, having my own independence um, yeah. in that world made me feel like, ah, oh, yeah, this is incredible. I love doing this, especially getting um, responses from, from audiences that you don't know, you know, yeah. who come in and, and they cry with you and they laugh with you and they go on this journey with you. I think that really sealed it for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And, and did they have a showcase built in for that third year? Yeah, they did. They had wow. a showcase. Yeah. Yeah. And how did that talk to me about that? How did that go? It was, you know, we, for our showcase, I think we had to do um, Shakespeare and something contemporary. Classical, contemporary. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was nerve wracking. I mean, we were doing it in front of, you know, all, all the industry people, the casting agents and, and, and uh, just uh, the acting agents that come in and, it um, it was nerve wracking. It was really really scary, and I don't think that I chose the right pieces for me at all. Yeah, I don't and think I went out does. of there. Yeah, <laughs> I went yeah. out of there being like, I don't know, whatever. It and happened. was it was it Canadian reps or American reps as well? It was mostly Canadian. Okay. Yeah. And at this point, you know, obviously now there's so much filming in Vancouver, Toronto. I don't know if much happens in Montreal anymore, but early on there was a big push. The, you know, a lot of American productions was there at that time when you were. I think when I first started, yes. And then it kind of went through a slump uh, right. for, for a while. And now, oh, my goodness, it's really, really come back. Yeah. Um, big time. Vancouver and Toronto are so busy. I was shooting out in, in Vancouver for most of last year and and the crews there were saying that they actually just don't have enough people for all, for all the shows that. that want to come over. Yeah, like apparently every CW show shoots there. Yeah. 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 CW crazy. is big in Vancouver. Well, you know, I mean, talk to me, you know, because I, I, I spoke to you off air, you know, breaking down the Canadian landscape versus the American. You know, in, in, in America, it's very much you know, Atlanta's kind of changed things a bit now, but it's always been kind of binary. You go to LA or you stay in New York. I say stay because I went, I live in New York, but uh, you know, for, for Canadians, is it Toronto or Vancouver? I think so. It's Toronto, Vancouver, or if you're French speaking, then Montreal. Um, and you know, I guess Canada, we don't really have our own star system really. Um, so a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of actors end up just moving over to the States and, and, you know, trying to develop more of a, I guess, a satisfying career there for themselves. But what's interesting is in, in Quebec, they actually do have their own star system. Um, and so I think, I think the French speakers in Canada, um, kind of, um, 
I guess have 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 a different system that they're kind of um, wow. able to able to work through and you know achieve their goals through. Whereas for the rest of us, usually, yeah, we're we end up <laughs> moving off to the states. Yeah, and and so was that something that like ever interested you? Because obviously, I know there's like visa concerns. Like, did you were you like I want to do it in Toronto and we'll start here and I'll figure it out, or was there you know a pretty strategic plan in place? I definitely wanted to stay in Toronto in the beginning and, you know, kind of, uh, I suppose, pay my dues yeah. um, is, is the way to describe it um, and get as much experience as I could here. Probably make all of my mistakes here yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> before I, I headed off to the States. Um, and then, yeah, and then eventually I did. I did end up with American reps and and I I booked a pilot there a few years ago and ended up getting my visa through through that. Amazing. Yeah, so so it worked out um, pretty well, and and yeah, I have a wonderful team there, and it's all and it, it all works really really well between the uh, American work and the Canadian work. And and pretty soon out of of drum school, you booked the Moth Diaries, right? Yeah, that was right out of school. It was. Right How out did of that school. feel to to go from like you know just being in your final year, but only being able to perform in front of people, and then booking something so radical? Well, you know what I book. So I did only book that a few months out of school, but all of my friends in my class were booking theater gigs prior to me getting that film, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like the last one left in my class, and yeah. I'm not getting anything. And then, boom! This you know this incredible director, Mary Heron, came with this. Yeah, film. Mary's I actually, great. She's fantastic. I actually went into that um, as a reader um, to go and audition all, all the other people that were coming in. Um, my so you did get me. rep, sorry to interrupt, you did get yeah. rep from your school? From my school, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah, my, so my agent ended up sending me um, sending me over to the casting directors and saying, hey, can she read just to get some experience in the room? Yeah. And then at some point they said, hey, Gia, can you leave the room? And I was like, oh boy. And so I left um, for, for a good five minutes and they called me back in and they said, hey, would you like to audition for the role of Kiki? And of course, I was like, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so did that. Then, you know, went through the callback process and, and ended up uh, getting, that, getting that opportunity. And how was that going, you know, from being on the stage to like finally pretty soon booking, you know, your first screen appearance? Was that awesome? It was, it was an incredible feeling and it was... Um, it's funny because, you know, you're so young and you're so green and you're so enthusiastic. And so, yeah. and you want to take everything that you learned in all of those theater school classes when you're rolling around like babies and you want to apply it to film. Yeah. Um, and so there I was, I guess, kind of, you know, applying every technique that I knew. I was sitting there verbing all my lines and, you know, doing the whole thing, being a great student. Um, and so, and so it's interesting. So I guess the trajectory has kind of been, you know, finding my own kind of what's natural to me, my own yeah. process and vibe. Um, so, but then it was, it was just very, very strategic and very regimented the way that I looked at the work. That's so beautiful. And, and, and that, did that one get into a film festival? It did, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it did Venice and it did TIFF. And did that open you up to the kind of international market a bit? You know, did some at least auditions come your way from from being exposed at such prestigious film festivals? Um, I wish I could say yes, but yeah. you know what? I think, I think actually, my agent had warned me back then. He's like, "You're kind of starting at a high." He's like, "This is 
written, probably yeah. not how it's always going to be. Right. And then, boy, did I experience that truth. You know, yeah. it was, you know, I had this film and I was like, oh, great. I'm going to go and try to buy a condo. Yeah, um, I'm just going to keep then, working. Yeah. And then I was like, uh-oh, reality check, you know, didn't work, um, you know, uh, it didn't work consistently for a long time. Wow. Um, it took me a, a number of years to finally find my groove and, and finally, you know, um, I guess have the faith that yes, the next thing will come along. But for a long time, that wasn't the case. What, what, what buoyed you during that time? You know, how did you stay sane and, and focused and determined? I guess it's kind of the typical actor response where you go, I thought about all the other things that I could do. Yeah. There was nothing that I really wanted to do more than this. Yeah. So did you have to do the hospitality grind or were you able to kind of find some other way? Oh, of? Oh yeah. I yeah. worked every odd job you can imagine. I've done telemarketing, coffee shop, wow. clothing stores. Um, uh, what else have I done? Yeah. Uh, restaurants, bartending, um, a whole bunch, uh, cell phone store, wow. <laughs> you know, a whole yeah. bunch of things. I kind yeah. of did. I did a lot. <laughs> and, and were you at least while doing these still auditioning, you know, for things? I was auditioning. Yeah. And then I think it was around 2015. I moved to London for, for six months. Wow. So I just kind of wanted to, you know, escape, escape the world here and, and go and, see London because I I'd gone to on a, on a trip to Europe just before that. And I fell in love with Europe and I was like, yeah. I have to be here. So I moved for six months and, and just before I moved, I kind of had this chat with myself and I said, okay, this is it. No more, no more gigs, yeah. um, no more side gigs. And, um, and went there, had, had a wonderful time, came back. And I think somehow that conversation with myself translated into, into reality. And I, and I didn't have to pick up a side gig again. Wow. Uh, were, so were you up, up working, you acting, <laughs> working in London acting wise, or you were just living life? I was just living life. Yeah. You need that sometimes. I, I did something similar, you know, so that that's amazing. And, and yeah. while you were there, were you seeing like West End productions and, you know, keeping that creative, you know, ball fulfilled? Yeah. I think I saw a couple of plays. I didn't watch too much while I was there. Um, a, it was expensive and I was like, pretty, yeah. you know, the broke actor. Um, yeah. And, um, and I think a lot of my, I guess a lot of what I was, I was there, I was traveling a lot throughout Europe. I was coming Oh, okay. There so to, that was just a really, home base. Yeah, yeah. It was a home base. I was, I was mostly in London, but it was definitely, it was, it was a trip that was necessary to, I suppose, you know, it's this, it's when you, I think when you come out of theater school, you have this idea that you have to always be available yeah. because you never know when an audition is going to come up. Yeah. And for a long time, I was doing that. Like my mom would be like, Hey, do you want to go, you know, for a long weekend, you know, just a little bit North of the city. And I was like, I can't do that. I have to yeah. be available for an audition. That's probably not totally. going to come. Yeah. Um, so it is crazy as actors, what we put ourselves through, for, through this uh, like impossible, you know, what if, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I think eventually I just kind of went, actually, I want to live, live a whole life. And yeah. I think that's benefited me in, in every single aspect of my life is making that decision. And, and when you came back, you know, that, uh, that resolve was just undeterred to like, I'm, I'm booking work and, and, and getting auditions, you know, talk to me about the landscape of what were you auditioning for, you know, cause in, in the U S we have so many crime procedurals and like, what's the Canadian film and television market like, you know, at least what were you going out for? I mean, a lot of that, definitely yeah. a lot of that. Um, you know, especially 
as as an Indian person, I think I think we got pigeonholed um, really yeah. easily, you know. So there were a lot of procedural um, type roles that were that were made available to us. So you know, a lot of nurses, you know, victim in an ER, secretary roles, like all yeah. of all of that kind of stuff. Definitely a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. And and was that tough for you? You know, because like. I, I know it can be, you know, I, I have a friend who's also an Indian actor and they always want him to do the accent or, you know, be the convenience store guy. And I think he's just exhausted of it. You know, was that, was that tough or were, you know, obviously incredibly beautiful inside and out, you know, were you able to not have to like do the sort of racist thing that they have people do sometimes to fulfill stereotypes? I think when, I think when you enter the industry, you certainly don't enter it thinking I'm going to have to go through all of the challenges that I see other people going through. We all think we're very special. Um, And so I think I, I guess I, I realized quickly that that was happening to me and, um, and those were the types of roles available. And anytime, you know, there was a glimpse of a role that, that felt like something more than that. um, I would just, get so excited, you know, yeah. and I would put so much work into the, in, into the audition. I would just want it so badly because it came about, um, so rarely. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I think there was a big reckoning that had to happen, um, around all of that. And luckily now things have changed so much. I remember yeah. when I was like, you know, 12, 13 years old and I would watch TV with my mom. And, um, you know, if I was watching or she was watching and one of us was not in the room, if somebody Indian came on, like just even in the background or had one line, anything like that, we would yell across the house, be like, oh my God, come here right now. There's somebody uh, Indian on the screen. Yeah. And, you know, so that was kind of, that was what I grew up with was just, you know, there was, there was Such nobody. Such limited. Yeah. There if, was nobody. And, um, and now that's changed so much. Now we don't, now we don't do that anymore, which, you know, I guess is telling of, of where we are now. Yeah. Time. Thankfully, I'm so glad, you know, and, and, and talk to me about the Canadian Film Center. When, when did the impetus to go back to school come? Um, so the, the CFC was, uh, I think they, I mean, there, it came at a time when I, when I felt like I wanted to get back into, into really studying the craft. And, um, I think I wanted to be around a group of actors again, um, in that sort of a setting, because I know that in theater school, we had wonderful teachers, but I learned the most from my peers, um, who were all mega talented actors. And, um, and I think we all benefited so much from taking from each other's strengths and learning from each other's weaknesses and, and, um, and creating also a real sense of safety. Like there, there are some of my closest friends even now. Yeah. And so I think there was, a, there was a big sense of wanting to feel community as well. And the CFC is a great place for that. And, you know, alongside the acting program they have a directing program and a writing program and a producing program and so you really get um the conjunction of all of those exactly yeah and, and and get to work on these wonderful little mini projects and and i think um it was a, it was a really rewarding program wow is, is, is that uh, correct me if i'm saying the title wrong people boys is is that where that came from or uh so that i think i had shot just before this going into the CFC, it. but it because, had, it was coming out while I was at the CFC. Cause it's so beautifully unapologetic Indian and it's just awesome. And, and that must've been so cool to be a part of that, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Deepa Mehta is just an, such an iconic director and somebody yeah. that I really, really looked forward uh, to working with. So it was, it was definitely a dream come true, just, you know, getting the opportunity to work with her. And then that got into Toronto, so you were like hometown hero, you know? Yeah, that yeah. was such a fun festival to do, you know, yeah. with a Canadian director. I hear it's the best one now. I hear it's better than Sundance and like that's the one to go to. I've never been to Sundance, but yeah. Neither. Tip but, is fun. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. <laughs> That's so beautiful. And so when that film came out, you know, you were there and some schools, I know, I know actors don't always adhere to it. And I've certainly not when I was at NYU, but they have a no audition policy while you were there. Were you, were you auditioning still or were you? I was auditioning. I ended up, yeah, I ended up uh, booking a film while I was at school. So I had to take some time off of the program to go to India and, and shoot this film. Um, How was that? So you went back again and, and, and so this time with a job. How was that? It was great. We were working um, in this little place called Hampi. And Hampi um, kind of looks like Jurassic Park. Ma- it's a big um, rock climbing destination. So wow. massive boulders. And it just looks, it's ancient looking, really, yeah. truly. Um, and uh, so we were shooting in this little place. And they, you know, there aren't any big hotels or anything like that. So, so the dwellings are really, really humble, like kind of like, I would describe them as like little shacks almost. Wow. Um, and so you, and so all the crew was staying there and all the cast was staying there. And so it was really, you know, it's, I, it's as independent as a film can get, like really yeah. shoestring budget, you know, trying to, trying to make a film that, you know, is funny and quirky and, and it just is in the most beautiful setting. And, and was that an awesome experience? It was a tremendous experience. Yeah. I yeah. love that. And then, and then when he came back to CFC, were you at this point with these incredible credits you have, were you shopping to American reps? Um, I think, yeah, I think it was a little while after that, after the CFC that I ended up, um, yeah, meeting up with, with American representation. That's awesome. And did that really open up a, a lot more audition doors for you? You know, it did. Definitely. It did. Um, it was, it was the right move. And I think it comes, you know, it has to kind of come at the right time. Yeah. Um, and luckily for me, I think that was the right time. I kind of had, you know, I did all the training that I wanted to do. I had, you know, enough experience in Canada that I felt, um, it, cause I think it comes from within, you know, like I totally. felt from within that I was ready, I suppose. And, and did you move States or, or you stayed in Toronto? I live, I continue to live in Toronto. Um, and, and yeah, I just, I come in and visit and I spend a couple of months, um, in LA and go back and forth for like pilot season and and things like, Oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's the way to do it. And now you, you almost don't even have to with self tapes anymore, you know? Isn't it great? Yeah. You know, and like callbacks or zoom, you know what I I mean? (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. And so then, you know, what, what do you feel like for you was the the project that started getting you on American radars for like casting and, and allowed for something like the mysterious Benedict society to happen? I suppose it was uh, the, the job that gave me my visa initially, which was um, it was a reboot of the greatest American hero. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, but it was uh, it was about an Indian family. Um, that was the twist on it. And, uh, so that was the project. It was, it was, it was with Fox and, um, it was my first time working, um, on a lot in, wow. in LA and it was just, yeah, it was really exciting. In, in Culver city on the, on the Fox lot. Yes, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was really exciting to do that because I mean, 
it doesn't look like that in Canada. <laughs> yeah, totally. And every actor dreams of like, you know, being on the soundstage doing a studio film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's incredible. That's so rad. I love that for you. And then, you know, while you were having these, like, did, you know, having all this incredible theater training, did you ever do any theater again in Canada after training at, at drama school? So right out of school, I took my one woman show and I performed that. And Talk to me it. about that. <laughs> we can't gloss over that. When did you write this? So we were writing it. They were all projects that we were doing um, when we were. When we sorry, were who, who's we? Oh, sorry. At, at the National Theater School. Oh, cool. Got it. Got um, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there were projects that we were all doing at the National Theater School. Um, and uh, so I ended up taking that show and I performed it in Montreal and I performed it in Toronto. And that was that was kind of my that was the only theater I ended up doing. And now I'm feeling a real aching to go back and, and yeah. you know, get back on the stage. Yeah, come down. Let's do a play together. You know? That's oh my gosh, awesome. I would yeah. love that. Yeah, I would yeah. love that so much. Yeah, yeah. It's time we open those borders up, you know. It's been it's been a tough time for for Canada. I'm so sorry about that. But you know, yeah. talk to me then because I know for film incentives in Canada, it works a certain way with American productions where like Obviously, they for some stars, they they hire, you know, the American leads and then they have to hire X amount, you know, guest stars and reoccurring that are Canadian. Were you getting auditions for those projects like any of the CW stuff, you know, because I could totally see you on Riverdale and things like that. (laughs) Yeah. I think I think I've had a handful of, of CW auditions, not too many. Yeah. Um, but yes, that's exactly how it works is you, they have to meet their quotas. And right. um, which I also think gets a little bit frustrating for Canadian actors because, you know, they want those big, the big juicy yeah, roles, and they right? Can't but get it all, until it's they're always American. the Americans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so messed up. Yeah. 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 Hopefully that yeah. will change soon. And was there ever, you know, once you did, you said Montreal and, and Toronto's where you did the one woman show? Yeah. Did you ever think about making that Vancouver leap? No, you know, I didn't only because Toronto is also just, you know, so rich in terms of its film and television uh, landscape. And so I, and my family is here and my friends are here. So, so I was never really tempted. I did also uh, go to Vancouver. I was in school for one year at the University of Victoria, um, which is on the island there. And, um, and so I, I, I did spend a little bit of time in BC, which is just, I probably the most beautiful province in yeah. in Canada. It's stunning. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I feel like it's not really known um, internationally as like a travel destination, really, you know, people want to go to Europe or, yeah. you know, Asia and, or South America, but BC is really, really special. Yeah. Um, so but it does rain a lot. Yeah. And that was one thing that was really tough for me. I couldn't handle the rain. <laughs> yeah. Me, I wouldn't be able to handle that either. Yeah. But that's amazing. And I'm so curious then, you know, talk to me about, you know, once you got in these incredible credits and you were doing your thing, you know, how did the mysterious Benedict society come your way? Did you know the novel? No, I didn't. Um, I wasn't familiar with it, but I went, I went to do pilot season uh, in LA and yeah. And it was just one of the projects that I, that I happened to audition for. And it was right before um, the world changed as, as we knew. So this was like right before March, 2020. Yeah, it was, I think, at the beginning of March 2020. And I, wow. I, I had just the audition for, itself. Yeah, it was wow. around then or the callback was around then. Yeah. And so I, um, I, I did the audition, didn't hear. And I called my mom and I was like, I think I'm going to come back home. I think I'm like done. I was, I was starting to feel a little bit burnt out. 
And um, and this was before I, they like the global call of like everyone needs to go home. All of that. Okay, yeah, it, it was like it. days before. And yeah. I and I said I want to come home. And mom was like, no, just stick it out. You know, just stay, stay. And I was like, no, no, no. I think I'm done. So uh, so I booked a ticket for you know the next day or the day after, and and I went home. And um, uh, within within just a few days, yeah, that whole call to come home happened. And and also the call uh, from Mysterious Benedict Society came in to say, hey, do you want to do this? That's awesome. But then there must have been the huge question mark of like, when are we going to do it? Exactly. Yeah. Are we going to do it? Are yeah. we even going to do it? Um, yeah. You know, it was it was like my my biggest job um, so far, and and all of a sudden there was. There's many more coming. I pr- I promise you that. You know, but uh, very kind. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> so, so when you you know got it, I mean, I imagine obviously you're elated, but you're like, well, how is this ever? Because nobody knew when or if we'd ever be back. It was so scary. Exactly. You know. Luckily, I had all that preparation earlier in life from not yeah. getting any work and just waiting around all the time. I'm in it now. I get it. <laughs> I was like, yes, this is what I, what I know how to do. Wait. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we ended up waiting for a few months and then finally they said, yeah, we're shooting, we're doing it in BC. This is happening. And, um, and, and following the probably strictest of protocols. Yeah. Yeah. Super strict protocols. Wow. Um, yeah. That's crazy just because, you know, watching the show, it, it, I would never guess that because you have extras and it, and the sets are so big and, you know, it's yeah. that's incredible that you pull that off. Talk to me about, you know, I, I it's so amazing to book something, but it must be kind of harrowing to shoot in such a dark time. Did that, how did you, how do you not let that affect the work? You know what, in retrospect, it ended up being the perfect project for the time because it was, you know, so light, so funny. Um, we're working with children yeah. who are the leads of the show. And I think we kind of were able to escape a little bit in a certain sense um, and, and delve into this, you know, incredibly, exactly what you said, like Wes Anderson-y, yeah. Roald Dolly world um, of, of fun. And, yeah. um, and so, and so I, I think it ended up kind of being the perfect job, um, at the time. And, and, you know, the, the, the things that were lacking were just what I think, what every set had to grapple with, you know, actors not really being able to hang out with each other or get to know yeah. each other, um, which, so, you know, it sounds like it's just for fun, but really it helps you, um, so much on set to be able to have those personal connections. Yeah. Shorthand. You, you need that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was a little bit of miss, but, um, it turned out beautifully and, you know, we're so proud of the project. And I mean, obviously it's, it's so beautiful. You got to work, but because you didn't get those chances to interact in the way that we normally would as as creatives on a set, not just, not just cast, but cast and crew, what did you do to occupy your time and to keep yourself sane during this massive period of isolation? So luckily, BC um, is incredible uh, in terms of green space. And so, you know, you can be there and be isolated and, yeah. and, you know, not come into contact with anyone, but also do these incredible hikes and, you know, incredible drives. Um, so I really, really uh, immersed myself, I guess, in the landscape of, of British Columbia. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and, yeah. and so you did a lot of hiking and outdoor because I hear you're into fitness. I am as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's this one day where I was, I was driving back from, I, there, there are a couple of meditation camps there um, in BC as well. So I was driving back from a meditation camp and I saw a sign on the side of the road that said something 
lake. And I was like, okay, well, probably it's a lake. So I pulled over um, and uh, I journeyed on this, on this huge hike to get to this lake, which was completely isolated, like pristine. Alone? Yeah, by myself. That's and scary, dude. Be careful. I didn't, I didn't realize at the time <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm from Toronto. Yeah. And so I, and, and I, all of a sudden I was surrounded by these mountains and it was just the most gorgeous, picturesque thing. And it was, it was on my birthday. And, um, and then I came back down and I was so thrilled and elated. And then I read the sign that said, bears and cougars beware. Oh. And after, and that was my last hike. Then I was like, I'm not doing anything yeah. else by myself. Disney would be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. And, and, and I'm curious, you know, obviously like, you know, I, I, I don't want to say this film was like the, the one film that did it, but something like, you know, the big sick, you know, with Kumail's film and that, you know, now he's doing like Marvel leads, you know, do you feel like now representation is at a place where you can be seen for the, like, you know, it, 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 it's not limited in the way that we were talking about earlier. It's certainly changing. It's changing. Um, and it's, it's, I think that there's a sense of hope um, in, in actors of color that, you know, things are, things are moving towards where they need to be. There's still a lot of work to do. Um, You know, very often you kind of see, um, you know, in, in shows or films or even on, you know, on agent rosters, you see you're one of each kind of, you know, ticked off. And, and I think we need to kind of push beyond that and say, you know, we want whole people. We want to play complete human beings. And I think it shouldn't matter, you know, that, that, it, it was actually a funny thing because I was having this conversation um, uh, about about a show that I was watching, and and we were talking about. I think there was there were a couple. There was one Indian person um, on the show, and we were just talking about the fact that you know how cool would it be if we saw, you know, three Indian people in yeah. these on the show, and that just happened to be because it happens to be the case, you know, yeah. and, and that it's nothing more than that. Yeah. Um, and that really depicts, you know, what, what our world looks like. And, and I remember watching a show years ago um, from the UK and um, there, one of the leads was African-American. He was a, it was a man and he had, he had uh, a bald head. And there was this, there was a scene um, where he's hanging out with, with his friends and his friends, yes, it was a multicultural group, but I think, three of the other guys were also African-American men with bald heads. And I was like, oh, wow, like that looks normal, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and it doesn't look contrived the way that, you know, uh, film and television often can look so Like a Gap commercial, trying, you know? Exactly, yeah, trying to put yeah. these pieces together. Um, yeah. that, that was the first time No disrespect, I went, Gap, don't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. that. And, so and I want to see more of that. I think yeah. that's really important, yeah. Fully, yeah. I'm Hispanic, even though I don't look it. But uh, yeah. that's awesome. So then how long of a shoot was that for, for your show? for our show we did i think it was about six months overall wow okay cool so that kept you you know busy in a way where you weren't locked in a room you know it that so many of us were that's that's so beautiful and then coming home you know has it been cool you know now for your family to see you in this incredible disney show i mean they must be over the moon (laughs) i called my dad yesterday and i said dad did you see my show yet and he goes uh is it the one on apple (laughs) <laughs> like, like that the disney show yeah. Yeah. like i sent you the login information you literally have no excuse yeah um 
he was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay. He's like, I'll watch it today. He's like, but if I don't watch it today, I'll watch it tomorrow. I'm like, okay, cool. My dad, he's just like, he's the most supportive person, but is also, you know, not one of those, not one of those people who's just like, super focused on you know yeah. what's what's on tv or what what the latest movie is he's yeah. not that into you know pop culture in that way um so with him he that's cool then you can bring him as your plus one to premieres and he's gonna be like who's that it's yeah guy. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so radical that's awesome well, i love it and and i'm so proud of you and you're amazing in that show and 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 Thank what's you. next for you do you have you know i mean i know we're just coming up for air and you guys are still you know, in, in a really tough spot, but do you, you know, I imagine you, you have no shortage of, of emails coming in. You know, I, I don't know if you can reveal if there's a season two or not, but uh, I don't know yet. I yeah. don't know if there's a season two yet. Well, I'm um, sure there will, there will be. be. It's, it's a really great show. And, uh, and I, and I'm honestly like, you know, I'm not usually a children's show guy, but I thought it was beautiful and it was really well done. And yeah, it's you're a lot awesome. Of fun. And yeah, uh, thank you so much. So, so talk to me, what's next for you? Um, so I've been, I've been working on a project, but I'm not, I'm not able to talk about it yet. Uh, um, well, then that, that, <laughs> I think, gee, that means you're just going to have to come back then. I would love to. Yeah. I would yeah. love to. Well then two, two final questions for you. Um, yeah. one, we sort of answered, but, uh, you know, if you could go back to the young, you know, Gia and you, that was in that, you know, kind of rolling around on the floors and, and, you know, maybe didn't get the theater auditions right out of school and was, I don't, you know, the show's called an actor despairs. I don't want to say despairing, but, you know, feeling down and out and, 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 and that period of not working after the moth diaries, you know, any, any words of wisdom for, for the actors listening out there? I think what we kind of touched on that was key for me was finding a life outside of this. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, getting satisfaction and um, feeling fulfilled um, from other parts of your life. And it doesn't mean, you know, going and having another career. It just yeah. means, you know, for me, it was, it was meditation and um, traveling around the world and, you know, being with friends and, and that's also always going to just feed your work yeah. as well. Um, so, you know, not doing it for, as a means to an end, but, you know, doing it for the sake of really trying to find um, fulfillment and happiness. Totally. And, and, and uh, my second and final question is, you know, we live in a time now where it is, it is very easy to make content and, you know, there's, I think, I don't, there's not like a stat, but I'm sure there's more actors pursuing this now than ever because of Instagram. And it just feels so attainable, you know, creating your own one woman show and doing those things. Do you, do you think that you would recommend for, for actors out there listening to, to stop waiting for that agent to give them a chance or that audition to come their way, you know? 100%. I think it's so, so important. I'm, aching to see you know writers come onto the scene with with life experiences that you know are we haven't seen yeah. you know stories that that aren't being told because there's just so much out there um that needs to be talked about you know and the the beautiful colors of the world that you see when you go and you experience life like i want to see all of that on screen yeah. Yeah. and um and you know just because you haven't seen it 
you know, done yet, you haven't seen it in front of you yet, that doesn't mean, you know, that, that there's any less reason that you won't be able to share that yeah. part of you or that side of you. And, and it's, it's so, so, so important. Thanks for sharing that. It's so beautiful. And, and I know we're only just meeting, but I'm so proud of you and, and way to Thanks, go. And, and you got, you come back on for this secretive project because now my, <laughs> I'm so curious and I got so much love for you and, and, and please stay in touch. And if you're ever in New York, look me up and, and we'll do round two soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been right. such a pleasure. So much love. Okay. To the future. It's going to be right bright. back to you. Thank you. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.